Hey, leaders out there, if you're looking to improve productivity, maintain engagement, and actually retain employees or interns, this episode is for you. I'm going to share with you three fail-proof strategies to help you gain more productivity from your staff and actually have a really profitable and scalable nonprofit and small business. Roll the intro. You're listening to Nonprofit Unplugged with your host, the number one nonprofit lady, Shakira Relaford. This show teaches you how to start and grow your nonprofit with ease. Simply put, this is Nonprofit Made Easy. Welcome back to another episode of Nonprofit Unplugged. It's been, oh, I don't know, a couple of weeks, and I've missed y'all a lot. I've had a few health challenges, kind of been in and out of the hospital, having to deal with drama called health, and I'm on the mend. I'm getting better. We're getting closer to getting some answers. But in the meantime, I'm like, I can't be away from y'all this long. This is just too, this ain't right. It ain't right. It ain't right. I want to tell y'all <laughs> up front right now, I am running a end of the year sale special flash sale, if you will, right? It's a two month long flash sale. Okay. So my master grant writing class is going up to $1,200 come January 1. Everyone has the access Yay, the access to access the course for just $97. I have added some more bonus content. I've updated the success kit and I've added three additional primary trainings to literally walk you through A to Z in the grant writing space, the grant application space. This is great for executive directors, grant consultants, nonprofit consultants, and or aspiring grant writers, or if you just want to learn how to write grants so you can make some extra cash on the side, this course is literally for you. Go to www.mastergrantwriting.com to learn more about the course and get it while it's still a hundred bucks or under a hundred bucks. Okay. Payment plan options are available to you if you need it. All right. All right. So what are we talking about today? Productivity and engagement. You're tired of your employees quitting. You're tired of not having like long-term staff. I got a solution for you. I got you. I got you. I was um, talking with a buddy of mine who was complaining about volunteers (laughs) and, you know, working with volunteers is a completely different beast. Right. And even when I'm talking to my clients and I'm coaching them and training them, I train them how to train their volunteers. And it's the the exact same really technique that we use to train staff. And when you are establishing your organizational capacity, your management plan, your funding plan, your sustainability plan, like you have all these different um, essentially SOPs for your nonprofit. And it's like, what the heck? What? Why? <laughs> you know? Um, well, here's why. Having those things in place allows you to set up expectations for your employees. Okay. So you can actually increase and improve productivity, increase engagement, have a more DEI platform or workspace. You know what I mean? So oh, there's a lot of positives. Okay. However, this not establishing expectations 
with your employers or employees or volunteers or whomever can really make or break the performance of their job, let alone uh, the integrity of your company and your organization. And so I was talking to this buddy of mine. And so anyway, we were talking. And so I mentioned to them like, hey, I understand you're frustrated, but think about it like this, providing ongoing evidence-based training and support to help your staff is going to be like bread and butter at this point, right? Like you just got to do it. They were a little reluctant, but they are definitely willing to give it a try. I use this for my own um, potential employer, employees, excuse me, trainers, trainees, whoever, right? Even when we, I'm doing like dissemination style facilitation of our research um, for the purpose of, you know, grant funding and all that, I use the same, same technique and protocol. And I'm like, man, this ish works. Okay. (laughs) So um, this topic was actually inspired from an article I read from leaders.com. And it's the, the name of the article is called setting employee expectations, improve productivity and engagement. And I go a little bit further into actually reducing, um, turnover to be frank, because having this system in place can help eliminate a lot of the BS, right? That you might have to deal with when you're dealing with staff who are like not happy. Okay. Um, It is said that statistically that 50% of managers don't, they don't know what they want from their employees, Uh? (laughs) right? They don't know what they want from their employees. They know that they have an idea of what they want from employees, but they don't really know. They don't really know what that is or what that, what that looks like. Right. And so nonprofit consultants like myself and I'm also a behavior analyst, but consultants and, and, and behavior analysts like myself, we come in to kind of help frame and gain clarity on themselves and how that translates into their business. Um, without some level of clarity, the organization can't thrive and it's going to quickly, quickly catch fire, right? And you know how fire is. Once something ca- is, is caught on fire, it spreads, right? With the elements of the the chemical or genetic makeup of the flame itself mixed with oxygen, it's a death trap, you know? And that's exactly what happens to your business and or your organization when you don't have an understanding or a clarity of what your expectations are of employees, Okay. No one wants to suffer burnout, frustration, low retention rates, pro- uh, unproductive workers, none of that, okay? So you got to change it. And and how do you change it? Well, number one, you got to figure out what it is that your expectations are, okay? To be clear is to be kind, right? That's what one of my favorite authors, Brene Brown says, to be clear is to be kind, okay? The very first step in setting an expectation for your employee is to determine what they are before communicating them, 
Okay, had take time to sit down, map it all out. It took me before I even considered hiring people. I spent almost six months developing different protocols, handbooks, um, SOPs in general, relative to the company's expectations of my potential soon-to-be volunteers and employers or employees and vice versa and what they ought to expect from me. I spent six months doing that during the beginning of the pandemic, by the way, (laughs) right? Before I even considered hiring anybody, I had to take that time to to get a level of understanding of what I wanted, what I didn't want. I knew in my head, but how do I communicate that out loud? That was the trick. Okay, your expectations will vary, most likely. Not saying they are definite, but they most likely are going to vary based on a couple of different factors. That's going to depend on your experience. That's going to depend on the skill set and the experience of whoever you are hiring or your, you know, your staff or your team. Okay, you want to create cohesion and unity in the workplace. The only way that's going to happen is developing common expectations based on your organization or your business values, internal and external values, okay? And when in doubt, jump to ethics, okay? Having an ethical soundboard that you answer to or can rely on, even if that's not in your wheelhouse, depending on your niche, every um, level of professional career to professional development or professional, um, what do you call it? Wheelhouse, I guess, have some form of ethics to follow and to abide by. Start there and then work your way outward. That will help um, build credible expectations for your staff. What are some common expectations, by the way? Just throwing it out there. Great. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> um, Being a positive influence, showing a hunger to serve, okay? Adhering to company values, policies, and rules, right? Handling work conflict in a professional manner, okay? Those are just small, common, everyday expectations, okay? Being willing to listen to anybody's conflict, right? (laughs) And providing a, a solvable solution to that, Okay, that's another one. Okay, the second thing you need to do to establish clear expectations for your company is to connect your mission to the mission of the employer. Or excuse me, I keep saying employer, employee, my goodness. Okay, so how does your mission of the company connect to their mission or passion to even want to serve your mission? That just takes a simple conversation. Find out what it is that they like, want, trust, what drew them here, okay? And from there, based on what how they answer, you can help that be your driving force to help instill work and purpose into them, pour back into them, okay? Reiterating the overall vision of the company, okay? Making sure they're not just doing busy work, but connecting or tying those tasks to the big picture, all right? Setting the standard for every person, regardless of their position, 
Okay, explain how each team member contributes to the company's success. Acknowledge that. Reinforce that. Okay, reinforce them when they, um, re, you know, engage in this in this uh, role. Right. The the, the third thing, fail proof thing, you want to do is communicate those expectations out loud in person and on paper. Okay. Once you've defined your expectations and you've gotten some market research or background information about those employees and you've met with them one-on-one, you have an understanding of their role and purpose for your organization and your company and its mission and vice versa. Now you can hold those expectations, right? Um, up to those employers. It creates a clear, accountable relationship between the entrepreneur, okay, and the aspiring mentee, aka the boss man or the boss woman or the leader, right, manager, whomever, in connection to the employee, okay? Make sure you verify what those expectations are. Clearly describe the metrics, okay? And make sure it's written clearly as well, okay? Make sure you're being consistent, consistent in positive reinforcement, right? And consistent in providing feedback in a timely manner if things, I don't say, I don't want to say go wrong, but if things are not up to par, okay? (laughs) You know, provide feedback. People love to hear feedback, good or bad. They may not like it if it's bad, but it helps them to have a framework mind of where they are in the company. So they're not dealing with work stress and corporate America trauma, you know, on whether or not they're going to have a job or lose their job or whatever the case may be. But having those clear expectations helps you to establish boundaries, helps you establish accountability, accountability. And then what happens is they, your employees and or volunteers or whomever, enjoy coming to work and they can then, they can live out those core values of the company a lot sooner. I worked for a contract. I was contracted for a company who, although the values were evident on paper, those values did not translate, right, in person. (laughs) And so... I had a lot of stress and I had a lot of anxiety and I was spiraling. And if you are anyone like me who deals with some mental health and neurodivergent, you know, differences, you already know how um, crappy that feels to wake up every day and be at a job or be in a place or a space and position where you on a day to day don't know what to expect you know what it says to expect on paper, but you don't know what to expect from that individual and they don't know what they want out of you. And so you got to take the time leaders to take a breath, really focus on what it is that you want, really focus on how to make those goals measurable. And then in turn, your employers, or excuse me, wow, your employees will reciprocate that same level of accountability and feedback. And you can have a really harmonious, 
bomb A team because everyone is on the same page. Okay? Don't assume your employees are mind readers. Let me tell you right now, if you do believe that and think that, you are in for a very rude awakening. <laughs> All right? So anyway, that is it. This is a short episode. Oh my God, for once, right? You know where to find me. You can find me soon to be on YouTube this coming week um, at Nonprofit Unplugged, youtube.com forward slash Nonprofit Unplugged. You can also find me on Twitter at Nonprofit, capital U-N-P-L-U-1. And if you're loving the content, definitely you want to connect more, definitely go to my LinkedIn. You can't find, you can't reach me on Facebook anymore. Um, You can, but it's just strictly for friends and family at this point. Uh, So definitely professionally, you want to link up, go to LinkedIn. If you don't have a LinkedIn account, you are missing out on some amazing connections and networks, right? So I suggest you take advantage of that. Okay. Um, As always, y'all, the Master Grant Writing class is on sale from now through December 31st. Go to mastergrantwriting.com. Just go ahead and sign up right then and there. Right then and there. Okay. We've updated the onboarding process so everyone can be able to access the course much easier. We've added some new content to it. Oh, it's great. Y'all need to go to www.mastergrantwriting.com or just go straight to mastergrantwriting.com. And sign up. The course is right now on sale for $97. The price does go up to $1,200 on January 1 of 2023. Until then, this is a spooky end of the year sale where you can get the Master Grand Writing class for just under $100. And payment plan options are available with Klarna and Affirm if you need it. So you can get the, you can get the class on the low, low, the low, low. Okay, there's no excuse as to why you can't strengthen your toolkit with your your skill set, excuse me, with great skills to help you get funded, let alone add more tools to your toolkit to make you ahead of your competition. All right, y'all, as always, I want y'all to stay encouraged, share this with any and everybody who you know can benefit from it. It may cost Nothing to share, but it can cost you everything if you don't take action. So take action. I'm looking for those action takers out there. Where you at? Action takers, come on and raise, stand up, raise up, whatever. Y'all know. (laughs) If y'all are (laughs) 80s and 90s babies and early 2000s, y'all know, y'all know what song that was supposed to be. (laughs) So anyway, I love y'all. Two pieces. Take care. And I can't wait to see you on top. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Nonprofit Unplugged. Please rate and comment this show for more amazing content.